1: I'm Anna Horford, and you're listening to the Celtics Life Podcast. Welcome, everybody, inside the Celtics Life Podcast. I'm Mark Allison, here with my man Luis Gonzalez. We are talking Celtics after a 2 and one week. Our boy Brad Stevens just got announced as the NBA's, well, I guess it's a month and a half because it's uh, October, November, Eastern Conference, Coach of the Month. Only the third time in his tenure with the Celtics, which is pretty wild. but um, we'll uh, we'll get into the games before we get into that, Lou, So what's going on, buddy? Not
0: much. I, that's actually interesting. I didn't know this was only his third time. You would have thought, considering his reputation as the kind of coach that like gets ev- you know everything out of their player, from like Evan Turner to what's another example? Oh my God, I'm totally forgetting. Oh man, I'm forgetting. His just name.
1: about everybody yeah, that's just played about here. Everybody. <laughs> Jordan Crawford. Jordan, yeah, Jordan, Jordan, Jordan Crawford. Case in point, yeah. he was point guard. Of the, he was a uh, Eastern Conference Player of the Month for one minute. Yeah, there. so I'm, I'm surprised. Uh, three
0: times, but
1: I'm- I know. I, I it shocked me too. I didn't know that, and I just kind of stumbled across that as I was going through the, the list. But before we get into that, let's let's talk about the games. Uh, Celtics took a loss last week, their fourth of the year. That game in Detroit, I know when we talked about it on the pod last week, we talked about easily could have been uh, a 3-0 and week given in the home stand. But um, Detroit and Philly, both two good teams that, you know, we thought that there was definitely a chance for some slippage losing either one of those games. Turns out Detroit, uh, despite Marcus Mart's best efforts, he dropped 23, 8 of 13 from the floor, 6 of 8 from 3. And uh, yet they still... Still couldn't overcome the Pistons, who actually look like they're like the real deal. You see, that's that's the biggest takeaway from all of
0: this. I don't mind losing to them because it, like you just said, it seems like this year they're they're on a mission. I don't know if it was the Avery Bradley pickup. I don't know if this is just like natural progression of of uh, of the team. I have no idea what's going on, but they they're playing like
1: they think they can win the East. Yeah, and I, I think I think Bradley definitely helps a lot. I, th- I think Reggie Jackson's playing a lot yes, better than he, he is. played last yes, year, he is. and Andre Drummond looks like um, a complete mismatch when he plays just about anybody because you know as the league moves away from these centers that you know these big you know post up uh, big guys, big time seven footers, um, and they they look for guys that can shoot. Obviously, Drummond can't shoot um, unless he's around the basket, which he's very good at shooting yes, around there. Um, but I think a lot of times he plays teams and, and, you know, teams don't have a way to deal with that. I think the Celtics are probably better equipped than most teams, given that we have Baines and, and, and Horford can obviously match up against big guys like that. But um, yeah, I think that's why they've been having so much success is while the whole league shifts one way towards shooters and, and whatnot, um, you know, they, they kind of, I mean, and by force, I mean, they, they don't really have any other options besides playing drum and he's so good. Um, you know, and uh I, th- I think he causes a lot of mismatches because teams don't have a way to deal with him.
0: I think the thing with
1: Drummond, and and I say this because
0: uh, the Pistons head coach said that this was probably the best game he's ever seen a Drummond play in his career. And that leads me to think that it's similar to a guy like DeMarcus Cousins. It's all about... Effort and whether or not he wants to put in max effort on a night-to-night basis. And when he does put in max effort, you you get a game like you, you know you did against Boston, and we can we see what Demarcus Cousins is capable of. I mean, he's he's kind of doing it right now in New
1: Orleans. He's his averages are way up. And they're they're right now they're, they're a playoff team in the West. I think they're the seventh no, or eighth seed but out there. Anthony Davis oh, is injured now, isn't he? Uh, yeah, he is. And I don't know how long he's out for, but, but I mean, you know, it's not like a guy like Cousins can't carry the load for a little while. Um, you know, he did it for a long time over in Sacramento. I mean, obviously they weren't a, some kind of powerhouse team, but I mean, he's used to being the guy. So, I mean, you know, maybe they'll weather the storm. they they I think they're, uh, they're the, they are the eighth seed right now, the 12 and 11. But I mean, I figured they would be a borderline playoff team. I mean, I, I, they're another team, too, just like the Pistons, that's going to cause a lot of problems. Having those two big guys, nobody has a way yeah. to deal with those two big guys. It's just whether or not they get enough from them.
0: I I will say that Boston's, well, last year's rebounding woes came to bite Boston again in this game.
1: I mean, Drummond had
0: 22 rebounds.
1: Yeah, I mean, well, she's. I'd like. I mean, even with big guys like Baines and Horford, it's not like either one of them is some kind of lights out rebounder. I mean, we don't really have anybody to deal with him in that regard. Our best rebounders, per like position wise, like Terry Rozier is probably like the best rebounder on our team. Given his size, he's not going to average you know twelve a game, but I mean, you see the way he's got a knack for rebounding the ball. Um, None of our big guys. I think Al Horford um, is our best um,
0: rebounder.
1: Right. But I mean, that's only because Al Horford's, what, 6'11". You know, I mean, I I don't think that necessarily Al is, has the best knack for rebounding on the team. I think both Rogier and Smart are better rebounders, but they're just smaller guys. So they obviously not But that
0: that matchup, guys like Drummond kind of do worry me, though. As they, I mean, as they would any night, but like especially going forward, if Detroit Mm -hmm. continues to play this well, and that yeah that's gonna be a tough we do end up matching up against them i don't know that probably if if they keep playing this well that probably wouldn't be a match until at least the eastern conference finals if i'm thinking about it correctly
1: yeah i mean that's what they were i think it was um mike gorman last week they was talking he was on the local radio um talking about how he doesn't think that the cavaliers and granted mike's taken some wild takes in the bat in the in the past but he doesn't think the Celtics will find the Cavs in the Eastern Conference finals cuz he thinks that Detroit team oh, wow. is going to be in the finals I, I don't know if they've played one another
0: yet cleveland and detroit
1: yeah, I I don't I don't know either, but I did pump the brakes there, Mikey. Uh, the, you know LeBron's in until he's not, as far as I'm concerned. I mean, this and guy's been to seven straight finals. I'm not uh, I'm, I'm not going to put the Pistons on their hot star. and they uh, have won eleven just, yeah, straight. But, but <laughs> right, yeah, exactly. So and they don't even have uh, arguably the second best player playing right. Now. And Jay Crowder is also not playing very well either, or hasn't been playing very well. Right, and we'll figure that. I mean, we we figure that Crowder will probably even out. I mean, he'll he'll be a little closer to himself by the end of the year, at least I would imagine. Um, and maybe maybe Isaiah coming back helps that. You know, guy's familiar with playing with. Yeah, that, that's a good. That's a great point. I actually didn't consider that. Yeah, so I mean, if Isaiah comes back, I know they're 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 waiting. I mean, I, it could be weeks. Um, I would guess it's more likely going to be not till January. But I mean, who knows? Uh, he, I know he's. He's trying to get back on the floor. But the, uh, you know, that's, um, I'm not ready to put the Pistons ahead of them just yet. I don't care <laughs> yeah. what the standings, whatever. <laughs> but, anyways. So then we moved on to Philly. They still, Fultz is out and uh, no Embiid, right? Yeah. In the, in the, yeah, Philly game last week. Um, Celtics pulled off 108 97 win. Reddick dropped 17, Sarge had 18 and 10, and Simmons had a, a, a decent, but for him, I guess subpar, 15, 6, and 7, you know, the, it's it's looking like, uh, I, I don't know what the story with Fultz is, uh, how long is he out for, I, I, Embiid, Embiid only missed that game because it was a, a back-to-back, and they're just easing him into the season, I don't think he had anything seriously wrong with that, yeah. and I mean, you know, I, I I can understand that, but I mean, it's going to be interesting if they make the playoffs, and or, you know, down the stretch, they're trying to fight for playoff position. They're still going to do that, given that Embiid might be, well, it could be the best player on that team, given him or Simmons, you know.
0: I mean, if you think about it, I don't know how effective Embiid might be in the playoffs, even even not playing the second end of back-to-backs, because his seasons have never been this long.
1: Right. Well, then that's another thing, too. And maybe that's why they're pacing him now, because they want him to, you know, be able to contribute at that point. I mean they 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 they're, they're, they're going to be in the mix. I mean, they're they're a pretty good team, so, you know, they're not quite a contender, but they're uh, you know, and this is a team that should get better as the year goes on, just like we, just like we would think with the Celtics too with a lot of young guys, guys get more time on the floor. I mean, they're they're going to be in the thick of it at the end of the year. So, where they actually land in the, you know, 1 through 8 there, but they're going to be one of those teams uh, barring some kind of drastic injury to, you know, Embiid or Simmons.
0: And I mean, historically, it wouldn't be a surprise,
1: which is which is not exactly out of the question, but but at the same time, we'll give them the benefit of the doubt, right? It's it's still so uh-huh. weird
0: seeing them play as well. I mean, they haven't been playing lights out either, but they've been playing well, and it's it's weird to see them with a with a not trying to lose, yeah, their exactly. Games. <laughs> it's like wow, they're it's a they're different. Yeah, they're they're trying. It's a different look than we're used to, that's yeah, for sure. Yeah. And and, it, and these guys,
1: man, Simmons is looking like... Fake rookie Ben Simmons. Yeah, uh, exactly. <laughs> and then, uh, so that wrapped up the month of November. The season were 19-4, and that's how Stevens got into coach of the year. The 14-2 start for the season was the best start they've ever had, tying the uh 2008 Celtics and, and uh that was the year after we won the title so that before Garnett got hurt we were we were rip roaring that season yeah. too and then uh things went south later in the year but um that's pretty wild though 14 and 2 we're, we're off to the best start since um I mean that's a long know, Celtics history that's kind of story nice history about
0: very successful
1: history and, and I mean that's I mean yeah. it's it is nuts you get it right even all, even all those Russell teams back in, no one had a 14-2
0: start. People still criticize us and say that, well, we're missing this and Kyrie is carrying us and we still don't stand a chance against Cleveland and blah, 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 blah. But to the fact that, I mean, we had the best start of any Boston Celtics team in the history of the most successful franchise in the NBA.
1: And, and here's the thing. Think about this, right? And I was thinking about this and I wanted to talk to you. Now, obviously, if you would have told me we were fully healthy coming into this year, right, if Gordon Hayward didn't get hurt, right, in that game, and you told me that we were 20-4 and on December 4th... No, of course. I would have been... I I mean, I wouldn't have believed that, right? For them to do it with Gordon Hayward hurt is even unfathomable to me.
0: It makes you wonder if what their record would be with him. Yeah, that's, I mean... I, and, gr- and granted, things would be totally different. Jason Tatum wouldn't be playing as often as as he is. Uh, Jalen Brown wouldn't be starting, obviously. And ma- so,
1: right, and maybe, I know we talked about this when it for when he first got hurt, maybe it works out in our favor because those young guys are getting more minutes. Um, oh, yeah, absolutely. Playing in like, meaningful games, you know? I would say the difference between us this team and that that 08 Celtics team, or even the 0, 7 08 Celtics team that started off pretty dominant, I think they were like 11-0 and 0 to start the season. Those teams were like crushing, right? Whereas we've been like losing, not losing, but we've been down big in how many of these games and, and like had to scratch and claw the way back, you know? And with when during the streak was on the line, it was like there was a lot on the line in terms of You know they're trying to keep that thing going, and and yet now these these young guys coming up huge. I think of Tatum, right? He's shooting, he's leading the league in three point percentage for guys that qualify, right? Which is crazy because you know back in April and June and July we were talking about how Jason Tatum wasn't a good three point shooter, and that was going to be a big key to his game. And here we are sitting here, beginning of December, and he's leading the league. Um, that's nuts, right? (laughs) Yeah. If I'm
0: remembering correctly, I looked up his stats uh, yesterday. He's 35 of 71. Yeah, I think it was 43%.
1: 30. Is it 43%? 49%. 49%. Yeah, just about, sorry, 49%. 49%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um,
0: yeah. Yeah. But just in case anybody was curious about the actual yeah, numbers, he's 30, 35 of, right. of 71.
1: He's, he's taking quite a few of them. So, um, you know, it's I don't think that's any small sample size. Um, no, 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 you know, definitely so, not. Um, but you and i mean he's still
0: a rookie mm-hmm. he's 19 years old yeah right like that's that's nuts for a kid that's 19 years mm-hmm. old to come in and produce as as well as he has been i, I mean that's yeah. that's pretty impressive that's very 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 impressive. Now, here i got so we'll, we'll we'll see if he can keep it up mm-hmm. i know a lot of people talk about this like rookie this like rookie wall that that rookies eventually hit because the seasons are much longer than they are in college and whatnot. So we'll see if he regresses at all. But I mean, if it wasn't for Simmons, he'd be
1: the rookie of the year. Now I got one for you. So we, we've you know we lost Hayward and we're still rolling, right? What what if now what if we never made the Kyrie trade? Right? We had Isaiah. Now obviously. it's different because Isaiah wouldn't be playing right now, right? But how much different do you think this would be? Let's say Hayward was healthy and we had Isaiah. There's no way they're 20-4 and right now, right?
0: No, definitely not because we don't have somebody that can pick up or or produce the same way that Kyrie does in terms of finishing at the rim and just kind of taking over a game whenever he wants to. Gordon Hayward is a great player. He's one of the best players in the NBA. I think you could easily say he's a top Top twenty, 20 right? 25 top twenty five at worst top player. Yeah, but in all of the games that I've seen him play, and like, if if I'm wrong about this, please let me know. I've never seen him absolutely take over a game like Kyrie is capable
1: of. Well, I mean, but he was the best player on a what the three seed last year. The no, Utah. no, no. Of course, I'm not. I'm not saying that at all. No, no. You're, but you're yeah, totally you're right. Kyrie well, like is
0: you, you. Like you know, it's similar to how LeBron does it. Like mm-hmm. you kind of, you can just kind of tell when. LeBron is about to just take over a game, and Kyrie can do the same thing. I don't know if that's that's the result of playing with LeBron and getting you know and developing this sort of like killer instinct. But we would have had no one on that team can take over a game like Kyrie can. So I think best case scenario, if we had Gordon and Isaiah was still injured, we'd probably be. I don't know. Uh, I'd say at this point, we probably would have won. We'd be a a
1: borderline playoff team, bottom of the top eight, right? Something like that. Something like that. We
0: would probably be
1: tied with Philly. But even if I'm saying what I'm saying is, even if Isaiah was healthy and playing, right? They're they're not even touching this. Twenty-four. No,
0: no. I I, I mean, I I just—it's hard to say. Because you're you're, 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 assuming, <laughs> no, you're assuming a lot, and like I know, i, know, I, know. I know.
1: this is the land of land of make believe here. But I'm just it's uh, <laughs> if it's just crazy.
0: Yeah, if Isaiah was was healthy and we had Gordon playing, uh, that'd still be a pretty. would yeah,
1: still be a this damn point in the season. Put me at 16, 16 wins. No, but don't you? And now here's the thing, and this is where Isaiah. Did a lot, you know, he, I mean, how many times we saw him take over games last year? I mean, he was an MVP, legitimate MVP candidate, right? Played it, played it out of, out of this world, right? If he's like the, the, um, it, it really illustrates his, his defense or lack thereof, I should say. It has to come like, like shining through when you see the start this team's had with Kyrie. Now Kyrie was not known as a good defender when he came here, right? We we all chalked it up as well, they both suck yep. on defense, right? But he has he leads the league in steals right now or tied for the league in steals right now. He's you can totally see him assert himself on the defensive end. Now I don't know if that's just Ty Lu over there and in Cleveland couldn't get him to buy in on to whatever they were doing in Cleveland on defense, but he is so much better um in Boston. I mean, he looks not just a capable defender but better than a capable defender and like th- look at how much improved the Celtics defense is right so if we were sitting here like we said with with you know Isaiah instead of him you this defense would not be anywhere near the level that it's playing at right now i mean and that's no. not for anything against Isaiah and the you know the guy he's it's not that he it's his size you know it's that is where the size comes in glaring in where I mean, he's just you guys can shoot over him all day
0: yeah, he can only do so much.
1: Right, and then he he would have always been hindered, no matter how hard he tried, just given that fact.
0: Yeah, let's not forget that it was either at the point position or in the NBA, Isaiah Thomas and Kyrie Irving were the two worst. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm forgetting if it was in the league or at the point position, but I do think it was at the point position. The mm-hmm. two worst defenders. I, I really, really, really think
1: that Kyrie has always had it in him. But he's just trying now. Yeah, and I think it's an, another example of of Stevens elevating the guys on the team we talked about. Crawford, we talked about Evan Turner, and another like what was he going to get out of Kyrie Irving? Kyrie Irving was already averaging these similar numbers on offense last year, right? Yeah, Probably even more. His offense more.
0: has never been the issue, right?
1: But what did he do? He elevated his defensive game by putting him in situations, putting him into a game plan, and catering it to this this is how we're going to get the most out of Kyrie Irving, you know? And Kyrie's bought into that. And, I mean, it's – he doesn't even look like the same player on defense that he was in Cleveland.
0: I, I will retract what I just said where, when I said his offense was never the problem because we saw in Cleveland uh, his – he, he – he, it seemed like he liked to go one-on-one even when he shouldn't mm-hmm. have gone one-on-one a lot. And we saw that – I think we saw that early on in the season. Mm-hmm. And – we heard Tom, Tommy Heinsohn complain about him really, or I forget which game it was where Kyrie was going one-on-one and you just kind of heard Tommy just sigh, like just pass the ball, just yeah, pass yeah. the ball. Kinda, yeah. And I think and then, over the course of the season,
1: he's he's gotten better as a facilitator. Yeah. And he's, I, defer, I think he's gotten, he started to defer a lot more. Right. And he's trusting these young guys around him. Yeah. I think that was probably a big question mark at the beginning of the year, yeah, right? Yeah. You're playing with Jalen, Jason Tatum, um, you know, Marcus Smart and <laughs> for, for all the good things he does. <laughs> Not always the guy you want to pass the ball to. Yeah. But uh, the, you know, the, it, and trusting those guys more allows him to rely on him more. And I think he's found a way to pick his spots better. Yeah. Like when he needs to take over a game, obviously, there's are time we've seen him come through big in the fourth quarter plenty of times. And, you know, it's, he knows, I think, better when it's time for him to do that. When he's got, you know, if he's got somebody guarding him that he knows he can take to the rack, he does yep. it. Um, you know, and and getting those shots at the rim, which is what Isaiah did so well last year. Getting, you know, Isaiah wasn't a great three-point shooter last year. It seemed like a lot of them went in. I mean, I think he shot 35%, which is, you know, that's yeah,
0: a good percentage. Good,
1: yeah. right? Yeah, it's good. good. But for, like, Isaiah's bread and butter was getting to the basket, getting to the free throw line. And um, and it's we see Kyrie do that you know when he needs to, but I think he's got a lot more help on the offensive end than Isaiah did with Tatum and and Jalen playing. You know Jalen's playing fantastic.
0: Yeah, one thing I do want to mention quickly is Jalen's three point shooting is so
1: much better. Oh than God! Thought. And and that's another thing that they knocked him for yeah. last year, right? He wasn't was he going to be able to consistently make? But his corner threes
0: are going in regularly
1: and, and with yeah yeah I he's, think he's with, with all the options that we have and Kyrie you know Kyrie drawing defenders when he does do his dribbling show and and cut and drive into the hoop these guys are getting wide open looks I, I mean I don't know the numbers but maybe we'll talk about this next week but we have to, I'd love to get a, a, a look at the wide open looks and and what the numbers are for that for the Celtics because how many times have we seen them share the ball around the world at the top everybody's on the three-point line and it moves from one corner to the other and bang, you know, somebody's wide open. It's it's beautiful when it happens.
0: And, like, it's great. Like, you know, I I think it's a lot of fun watching Kyrie dribble as well as he does and, like, all the oohs and ahs when he crosses somebody over, makes someone look really silly. It's, It's a lot of fun. And, I mean, just in general, the Celtics team has been a lot of fun to watch, especially because... You know, after opening night, the the hopes and expectations for the season were, were diminished so much. But now, it seems like, at this point, we can probably make the finals writing this cast of super, super young guys. Which I think is great, because they're good this year. Next year, they're going to be even
1: better. And the year after that, they will be even better. And I'm excited, like... Um... You know, I'm I'm just excited for that. If if you know, Eastern Conference Finals, if it lines up, it's us. If it's us against LeBron, like this year, we'll actually go into that series being like, oh, we yeah. we could actually win this series. You know, whether we do or not, but like going into it with that, like anybody that we play in the playoffs, I would feel like we we have a chance to beat. Right? I'm mean, Golden State aside, that's a different story. I, I I think we could give them a good run too. But um, the, the Eastern Conference teams, I'd feel like every series. If we're not favored, we're, we could beat anybody. Whereas last year, I didn't. Don't think that was the case. And yeah, we were the one. I don't it, think I anybody
0: think Actually, thought that Boston had a realistic chance to beat Cleveland. But I will say, it would be a lot of fun to see Kyrie <laughs> going up against you know a Cleveland. Cleveland. Yeah, Isaiah. Okay. Isaiah.
1: I can't. I can well, see that.
0: Kyrie Isaiah. I, I feel I mean, like that's, that's both of be them awesome. would. Make it a point to try to average at
1: least thirty something points per game. Oh, definitely, definitely. I mean, you know, you know. I'm I'm really interested to see how Isaiah melds with LeBron because where Kyrie was is very good playing off the ball, and um, you know, didn't you know him and LeBron kind of shared the the ball handling duties, right? Um, LeBron needs a ball in yeah. his hand a lot. He's not a spot up player. He's you know he he drives. Runs people over. I mean, he can shoot, but he's, you know, he's has to dominate the ball so much. And Kyrie excels playing off the ball. I mean, we see times when he's on the floor with Marcus Smart. You know, Kyrie might be the de facto point guard uh, on like the you know roster, but at the same time, he has no problem letting Marcus Smart handle the ball. Same thing when he plays with Terry Rozier, and he plays off the ball a lot. So I don't know how well Isaiah and LeBron are going to match up because Isaiah is not really that guy. You know, I think he needs – I think I don't think he's as good – like he's not as good of a spot-up shooter as Kyrie. So how effective is he going to be alongside LeBron? I'm just curious to see. I
0: think it's either going to work out very well or Mm -hmm. it's not going to
1: work at all. I don't – I feel like there's no in-between. Yeah, I I think he's going to help. I I don't think he's going to hurt. But at the same time, I mean – it wouldn't shock me if it ends up being like they end up using Isaiah as like a sixth man and coming in, in as, you know, like this second unit scoring guy because maybe he doesn't work out so well with LeBron, you know? And 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 that's going to suck for Isaiah given that he's in a contract year. He's not going to like that. But at the same time, if the Cavs are rolling, they won 11 in a row right now. I mean, how much are they going to mess with that starting unit if Isaiah comes in and, you know, if we see, you know, the d- defense take a big drop off when he's on the floor, I think he's going to end up being their firepower off the bench. Quick question.
0: Real, like, real quick. If Isaiah comes back and he plays as well as he did in Boston last season, considering the fact that he's he's basically he's going to be out basically for half the year, do you think Cleveland resigns him?
1: I don't know. I don't know. I think a lot of that depends on what happens with LeBron. Yeah, yeah that's a good point. Um, if LeBron's gone, I think they definitely try to resign him. Uh, Justin and I differ here because Justin thinks they're going to go tank. Um, I think – I don't know that even if that's the right decision to make, I don't know that they'll make the right decision. Um, I mean, I don't know. you got to have somebody there to draw people. I I have a hard time believing the Cavs would just want to fall off the the map and, and just go tank. Yeah, just because LeBron left, just because he left. I mean, I feel like they'll they'll see right decision or wrong decision. They'll be like, "Well, we have a, a guy, a star here, Isaiah, and Isaiah. We'll just build a team around him." You know, for for better or worse. I mean, it's not like the Cavs are going to make the right decision either way. So, yeah. um, <laughs> but um, and I don't. I would be interesting to see like the suitors that pop up for Isaiah, given the fact, like like you said, if he comes back and he's averaging like twenty five points a game. And looks like the player from last year. I mean, there's going to be some teams looking for him. You know, I don't even think he needs to go off and average 25. I think even if he if was averaging 20 a game, even if even 18, 20 plus, a game. and he's yeah, shooting like and he's shooting well, and he yeah. looks, he's got the same burst. Yeah, no, for for sure. I, I don't think there's any any. I mean, I don't think there should be a team in the NBA that just
0: totally passes on him and doesn't even yeah give him consideration.
1: Well, the problem is, though, in today, in the NBA, it's either you're the best, one of the best teams, one of the worst teams, you don't want to be in the middle, right? You're either tanking or you're, you're contending, and if you're not, you're like, you know, what are we doing? And unfortunately, that's like the way a lot of these teams look at it. And I mean, generally, look, we've seen what happened with Philly. It's It was a successful move to tank all those years, given the talent that they have now. But... I, so that's why I think it's going to be difficult to peg what's going to happen with him. I mean, you would think a team like, let's just say, for instance, in Orlando would be thrilled to have a guy like that, that they can, you know, call a star and and have. But are they really going to want to do that and, and just be like a middling, you know, maybe swing the eighth seed or something? I don't know. Probably not. I don't know. I feel like it would have to be a really good team that has cap space that needs like the extra scoring or something. And given the way, like, the, there's not going to be a lot of teams with max free agent space, and I don't think any of the teams are going to be very good to have it.
0: I mean, uh, for everything that he did for us, I, I would want... I love the guy. Yeah, I, I, I want him to
1: go to uh, a contender. I want him in a good situation. Yeah, I either absolutely. want him to go to a contender, or I want him to be, like, the guy on a team, yeah. you know, even if it's a middle, because at least it would be cool to see him be the guy for another team. Yeah, absolutely. Um,
0: absolutely. He, he's so, he's, he's capable of doing it. We saw that clearly.
1: Right, right. Very intriguing. I, I'm curious. I don't know. Everyone says LeBron's going to LA. I I don't know yet. I don't mm, know. We'll, well. see. Probably, but uh, I mean, does he really want to be? Does he really want to be like that journeyman guy? Played for like three, no. you know, like changing teams, and I don't know. I guess I guess he doesn't give a shit what people think about yeah. him, anyways. Given that, <laughs>
0: what he's, he's, gonna, he's going to gonna end past. up in like Phoenix?
1: <laughs> or at least, right? Yeah. Oh, God. oh man. Yeah. So, oh, we didn't even get to the Phoenix game ah, the other day. Yes, Speaking of yes, Phoenix, we, we, we,
0: we
1: um, not a not a uh, uh, Devin Booker dropped thirty eight. I'm honestly, so tired man. of him. So, I don't know what is it. What is it with Devin Booker, man? Against I have the Celtics, no
0: idea. I I don't know. If, I, I don't know if it's his quickness. Obviously, the kid can score, but I I don't know what sets him apart from other other players. In the NBA, but, like, we just have so much trouble. Well, let's not even say we have so much trouble against him. Last year, we had a lot of trouble against him, obviously. But, I mean, yeah. they still lost that game. So what does it really matter?
1: Yeah, I mean, Devin Booker, if you look at his numbers, um, his his – offensive rating is off the charts, but his defensive rating is in the yeah. friggin' basement. I mean he is he is not good on the defensive end. I mean, yeah, I mean he's still obviously valuable good player, very good player. And uh, but I, I think part of that is probably that the Suns just stink on defense in general.
0: I like the Doc Rivers mentality here. I remember him talking frequently about this that usually when when in regards to a guy like LeBron, like he's gonna score. You just have to make sure that you hold everybody else in check, right? And I yeah. so like honestly, I don't care. He could have scored ninety points. I don't care as long as yeah. everybody else. Well, he scored seventy on us last year. Yeah, and exactly. So what does it? And what does it really <laughs> matter if you're still losing right. the game? Right. Nothing. I mean, I don't think
1: we had a we had a, a, a Tommy moment on in the game the other day, and he says, you know, this kid reminds me of. Jerry West. Oh so, Jesus, Tom. I mean, don't get me wrong. I think would is good, but come on, Tom. So he doesn't just do it with Celtics players. Usually it's uh Celtics players that get these comparisons, but he does it with other players too, guys. Not just He's not just a homer, even though he is a homer. I I think he's jumping to conclusions, yeah, yeah. but we've Jump, seen him jumping do that. to conclusions. I would I would that's yeah. I'd say that's that about nails
0: it. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds about right. Jerry Devin Booker, the next year. I mean,
1: maybe, maybe he, maybe he will become the next year. The logo. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we'll, we'll just replace. Like, <laughs> Devin, Devin Booker, Booker. Right? sign me up. Let's do it. Tommy says so. <laughs> uh, so uh, the homestand continues today. We got Milwaukee tonight. Um, they They've lost seven of their last ten. Um, I mean, they won seven of the last. And I'm sorry, three straight wins after they were. Um, they they kind of middled out there. A little bit in the middle of the year, we saw that Dupo going nuts on one of the assistant coaches. Like a, maybe that was like two weeks ago um, on the sideline. So they they seem to have leveled off. They're they're on the rise once again after they started off the year great. Um, they're one of the few teams that's beaten us so far. But we got them at home tonight. Any thoughts? What do you think?
0: I don't. You know, I don't count that
1: loss at all. Well, I mean, that, I mean that was the day after. Was day that after. was back to back. The day after Hayward. Yeah. Exactly. So
0: you can just and I know it counts, but just throw that out the window.
1: <laughs> throw that one out the window. We're not counting I that think- one. Um, but we did beat them the second time we played yeah, them. Exactly. So and we're gonna. I think we'll beat them again. This is the rubber match. Yeah. So um, yeah, I mean, at home, I, I like our chances, um, but at the same time, I mean, Anik Tupo is like, geez, that guy is. Uh, he's an impossible guy to defend but you know that
0: we we match well we guard him very well
1: yeah well i mean we have some length and that's why yeah. i mean uh you know T- tatum's not an all-world defender um, but he's got length when he has to play against him When they're when they're in the low block and horford gets over there and on him sometimes i mean we we have enough long guys that we can make it difficult for him even though we we don't really have a like a, a huge draft, I would say probably Tice is probably the best matchup against him defensively because he's got length. And I mean, he's a terrific defender too. So expect to see him on him a lot. I wonder if uh, he might start again tonight.
0: I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be surprised at all.
1: Yeah, and Morris too. Morris is a long guy who's who's a, who's a better defender than he gets credit for too. So I, I'd say we probably have more tools to throw at him than most teams. Um, I think the last time we played him, we didn't have Morris. So. He, uh, yeah I think that's actually yeah I don't think he I don't know he, he could have played I'm not exactly sure Milwaukee about
0: that did. but um Milwaukee doesn't scare me at all it's but considering how well we seem to defend Antetokounmpo besides them there but well besides
1: him rather there isn't anybody yeah, well, on like that you,
0: team that you know
1: yeah well like you like you said I think it's uh it's a you know we're we're good at guarding the three um Chris Middleton so we're we're probably better against defending teams like Anik Tumpo, he's gonna get his, right? So, like you said, um, you gotta try and take care of the other guys. And I think we match up pretty well with the other yeah. guys. You know, that's uh and then the the homestead continues. We got Dallas. Again, I, I, I
0: think that we definitely need to play them as we would Golden State. <laughs> yeah, it took OT to beat one of the worst teams in the league at that point. I, it played a little yep. Yeah. They've played a little bit better since that loss, uh, but I don't I, I don't see why we should be struggling against them, especially playing them at home. Last the last game was in Dallas, so maybe that plays into it a little bit. But again, one easily one of the worst teams in the NBA. <laughs> I don't I don't see why <laughs> we, we should be just, just absolutely destroying them. But we'll see.
1: But give it. But it'll be it'll be interesting to see if they do come out and like put the put the grindstone to them because like like you said we had to beat we took an overtime win to beat them right played Phoenix the other day only beat them by five um, that was a really you know close game for the most part we pulled away a little bit in the fourth but they ended up making it a five point game well, I mean we should be beating these teams more convincingly than that I mean a win is a win but at the same time does it become a problem when you're playing these lesser definitely lesser teams. I mean, we're not talking about a team that's not as good as us. We're <laughs> yeah. talking about teams that are terrible and they're making games out of it. Right. You know, I mean, it's not like they're a, a borderline eight seed or something. These teams are bad. Yeah. You know? I mean, these teams are trying to lose almost, you know, at, at least with the product they're putting on the court, not necessarily, you know, with the, the players, but yeah. And then, so then, and then we got San Antonio later this week. Yeah. Kawhi's still probably not going to be back. And it, the, San Antonio might be the toughest game, That we have for the rest of the year. I mean, for the um, uh, until January, anyways. I mean, we do play Detroit again in Detroit. Yeah, it's it's uh, next week,
0: which is a a game to watch out for for sure to see if Boston limits Andre Drummond at all. (laughs) Maybe he won't get twenty whatever rebounds this time. Hopefully, he uh, yeah.
1: Let's keep him under twenty rebounds. Yeah, keep him at eighteen. Yeah, that'd be that'd be uh, that'd be for the best. Yeah, a win for sure. <laughs> but but hey, like we said, if if Drummond goes off and you know we still get the W, I'm cool with that. Let the guy get his, and as long as we win the game. But uh, yeah, so it's, so so a tough week, anyways. This week, with given that Milwaukee, good team, they're playing well. Uh, San Antonio, always a tough game, and then Dallas. I mean, for whatever reason, played us well a couple weeks ago. So um, you know, should be uh, interesting. Two games at home, two of the three. So. Um, we'll see. Uh, this will be a test this week, anyways.
0: I mean, I, I, I see us definitely
1: winning tonight. You think? Sure. So you think tonight's I, a I, 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 at home I mean, for Milwaukee? Sure. That's yep. a lot. I think we're gonna win. Yeah. Okay. So Dallas, then you get Dallas. We win that game, and then San Antonio in San Antonio. I think, we,
0: I think we lose. We beat them once
1: earlier this season. I think we lose this one. We beat them at home, right? So the, the game on the road here that's yeah. that's definitely gonna be a tough game. So it'll be it'll be tough. But I, I
0: I think they'll lose that one, and then the match the rematch against Detroit. I, I want to say I see them losing it again, and it, it, I, I'll assume they didn't learn their lesson the first time around, <laughs> yeah. and they're going to lose again. And then the 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 stories will swirl about how Boston can't beat Detroit.
1: Nah, see, I think they're going to get up for that Detroit game. I, I think they're really the the. They were talking after that game they, they they thought they let it get away, and I, I think they're gonna I think they're gonna come to play for that one for sure.
0: So what do you what do you what do you think? These five games: so Milwaukee, Dallas, San Antonio. No, sorry,
1: four games: Milwaukee, Dallas, San Antonio, and Detroit. What do you think? Uh, I would say three and one. I say they lose one of them, probably San Antonio. All right, I'm gonna
0: get, I I'll probably say the same. Mm-hmm. I'll say San Antonio. Bye.
1: Three and one, two and two at worst. I think. I don't think there lose more. Than two, two losses, losses coming point. against Dallas and and Dallas and San Antonio.
0: Yeah.
1: They lose twice to Dallas. <laughs> Somehow.
0: Yeah. Oh, it'll, God, it'll, well. it'll, it'll, uh, either three and one, two and two. Either way, a three and one would put them at what is that, t- twenty three and
1: five. And, and um. I'm cool with that. Yeah, that's, that's a great that's, record. That, that sounds pretty
0: good.
1: Yeah. That sounds pretty good. Because if they lost all four games, they'd be 20-8. and eight. Pretty damn good. Yeah, that's still great. <laughs> <very bad.
0: laughs>
1: but we don't want that. We don't want that no, to no. Oh, God. So, hey, guys, check out the links at the top of CelticsLife.com. We've got a huge variety of shirts and hoodies in the store. You can even get tickets to the next game under that heading, which is tonight. You can find the pod on Blog Talk Radio, iTunes, Stitcher, and most podcatcher apps. Make sure you subscribe so you never miss an episode. And if you like what you hear, be sure to rate us five stars. If you don't like something or have a suggestion, make sure you let us know with a comment on any Celtics Life article or on Twitter with the hashtag CLPod. We're always trying to give you guys the coverage that you want the way you like it. So, Lewis, good podding, buddy? Likewise. It was our first, first time oh, in a long man, time. It's been years years let's we'll we won't keep you guys we won't stay away that long guys so uh anyways from me from lewis we'll check you guys later later y'all save big on brunch for mom all in the kroger app get 16 ounce packs of flavorful angus 90% lean ground sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon then buy two get two free on 12 packs of delicious coca-cola pepsi or 7up all with your card